0: Welcome back to the Code Adam podcast. My name is Julia, and today's interview is with Shelby Dan. Shelby Dan is actually one of the closest people that I've met when I was in the troubled teen industry, so I'm actually super excited to do this podcast today. She had attended the program between February 2012 to November 2012, so literally the same amount of time I was there. Um, so thank you again, Shelby, for being my guest today. I'm so excited to, um, to just share stories with you. But could you please describe your first experience at Ironwood? So
1: I chose to go. So my my thing was a little different, I think, than most people. I even, like, looked at Ironwood before I went. Yeah. You, I don't know if you remember
0: that. You toured. I was there, actually, yeah. when you toured. Because you came. Um, I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day I saw you. I was. It was very fresh. I was very freshly there. Maybe a couple weeks there. Um, and then this girl and her mom... <laughs> just come in with these beautiful like jackets they looked so cozy and cute and they were just touring
1: we're from canada so
0: we're all about being warm that was so funny and i just remember thinking like why oh this is what this is no this is so funny because this actually moment this is where i thought i was being put up for sale because oh no <laughs> God, <yeah. laughs> because at first nobody really explained that I was at a school or that I was at Ironwood like I thought um I just kind of like didn't know what I was there for like I just like I didn't really understand what the place was because it was just so weird and everything was just so like tense and c- crazy and then these this girl and her mom come down and they're looking at us and they're asking us questions and like you know, some of the girls are like, oh, I've been here this long. I've been here that long. and like just trying to be on their best behavior. And it was just so weird to me. And like something clicked in my head. I was like, did am I up for sale? Like, are these people like looking to adopt us? Like, so can you tell us um a little bit more about like what you like what interested in you in the program and like made you want to go and and try it out so
1: for me so i again i'm from canada so i wanted to i needed to like go away from where i lived that was like the main thing for me was i needed and i i told my mom i was like i can't be here like i need to go somewhere else that's like for a decent amount of time i can't live here right now it's just it's not good for me so that's what i did so i and I so I told her that I told her I was like I can't go back to school. I can't do any of this. I need, I can't be, I can't be in these houses anymore. I need to go. Like I can't I can't live like it like this anymore. It's not good for me. I was super suicidal and I was like I can't I can't I couldn't do it anymore. So I was looking online and I wanted somewhere that had animals. Um, and Ironwood was like the first thing I think that popped up and I was like sure whatever fuck it.
0: <laughs> and so you toured Ironwood and you. Kind of like came to the conclusion. This seems like nice enough. Like yeah, this doesn't they seem. They also don't
1: tell you everything when you.
0: <laughs> when you were touring, you weren't list like you weren't witnessing the girls asking to step in and out of doorways or. No.
1: Yeah. No. You don't see any of that. So it's like it's really strange. Like, and everyone kind of looked like they were like robots or something. Because <laughs> everyone was just like had this like smile that's like super fake, and you're just like, <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I, I was, like, super desperate to, like, get out
0: of where I was. Yeah. Clearly, because so. you went to Ironwood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right?
0: So what was your experience with the staff like?
1: So there were uh, some staff that I got really close with. um, Like Pat. Yep. Do you remember me and you? He, like, we, we had, like, a whole talk with him.
0: Yeah, that was funny. Pat was definitely a staff that kind of would just tell us stories i think he knew that we were kind of in a sad like mental yeah, place a
1: really like dark headspace
0: yeah and so he would kind of try to cheer us up by telling us stories which is really sweet of him really because i think that you know without internet and like tv and like stuff like that you kind of just can't go in a really dark dark headspace so just hearing a story and having something like fun float around in your brain for a second like a relief um.
1: Yeah, and like even like anything that like was actually relatable was like something that was really refreshing because a lot of staff didn't care enough to like talk to you about like even like their personal anything you know what I mean so it kind of was just like so that made it really like an understanding you know what I mean because I, I feel like like I think he explained to us like why he decided to go into working at Ironwood whereas like some stuff it's like why are you here yeah. Like, you clearly don't care about these kids.
0: What staff would you um, say were the staff that didn't care? And, like, what did they do that made you feel that they just so, didn't care?
1: I, I remember Kate. I couldn't stand Kate.
0: Her oh, yeah. First
1: day. Her first day, she was up at the school year. And I asked her if I could go down and get some fruit. And she was like, oh, just because I'm new, you think you can lie? And I was like, no, we're allowed to have fruit at any time. And she was like, no, you're not.
0: Yeah, so Kate was a staff member who was very young, didn't have kids of her own, definitely kind of out of college. Um, she was new and she was on training, but for whatever reason, they had her training with the Fry kids who were levels yeah. one and two of the program, and that just didn't make sense because she just was overwhelmed.
1: Like she had to like call down to Dave T, who's watching Reflection, and just be like, oh, like someone's like telling me that she can have fruit whenever she wants. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, Yeah, can I go get it now? Like, just like, oh, okay, and just like that was it. Nothing, like, no apology for being rude and telling me that basically I'm trying to take advantage, which I wasn't. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're just assuming that I'm being a brat, and I'm not. Like, you're like you're going into a situation where you're just just like even something just like that. It's like you're just assuming the worst of these kids.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe because you were quiet, sometimes staff would. And I think a lot of the kids who were quiet, the staff, would assume the worst of them. I, think, I think
1: staff thought I was doing things that I wasn't. Like, I feel like they literally, like, they would, like, side-eye me all the time. And I'm like, I'm really not doing anything wrong. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that I make you feel like I am. <laughs> but I swear I'm not. I'm just living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging out.
0: Yeah, honestly, I felt like you were kind of like just chilling. You were just enjoying yeah, being in nature, I just, I enjoying the animals. And the staff would just be like, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, like they just thought I was like
0: sneaky and I wasn't. You did have a little sneaky smile though. It was funny because. Oh, <laughs> It was just, you like, I was just—you had this little smile. And I used to make
1: like really—I like, don't know—I could be like a real bitch sometimes. So I would make, like kind of like snide remarks under my breath all the time, and, like things like that. But like I wasn't doing anything. Like I don't think I ever did anything that was like bad. Yeah. You know? And there was also, and I was also close with Nikki.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's funny. A lot of people, um, there's a lot to be said about Nikki, and she had a big personality. And it's funny because there's,
1: yeah, but she was also hard ass.
0: Yeah, I just feel like she was one of those people that she just, the highs and lows were too much <laughs> <laughs> with her. I liked
1: her personally, but then again, I didn't do anything wrong, you know what I mean? And then, but there was a one staff that I had issue with, who was Kim.
0: What did Kim do? I, I, I didn't really care for Kim, like she was nice. But. She,
1: so she was always talking to me about religion, uh-huh. and it made me super uncomfortable <laughs> all the time. And so I would consistently just be like, oh, okay, and just, like, try to avoid it, because I'm not, like, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That doesn't, like, I'm not that person <laughs> for you to talk to about that stuff. Like, it just, so it made me super uncomfortable. She would just continuously do it. Yeah. And I think at one point, I was, like, honest, I told her, I was, like, can we not talk about this? This is not okay with me. Like, I don't want to hear it, because I don't want to upset you like I'm because I'm not a rude person like I'm not I you know what I mean I'm not gonna like sit there and bitch like bitch about your religion but at the same time don't shove it down my throat like so that pissed me off I think more than anything and so I never liked her after it
0: That's every single
1: conversation she would like talk about her religion and i was just like i don't i don't want to do it like
0: (laughs) yeah i think there was a few staff that would just kind of try to push this like god complex down your throat all the time just try to be like oh like look into the tree and pray like about it (laughs) i felt like i heard that a a couple times and i was like what the fuck do you mean like i'm (laughs) trapped here pray about what um, yeah
1: like I just I just bothered me like I like, like especially because this wasn't it wasn't a religion uh, based program because yeah. there are some that are but this wasn't am I in like a Christian like place right now like what's happening <laughs> like I don't know I just it made me uncomfortable Jason made me feel like weird like he like I always felt like he was laughing at us behind our back if that makes sense. Like, he would, like, I don't know. He just gave me off this, like, weird vibe that I was just kind of, like, what, like, like, what's your deal? Like, I don't understand why you're here. Like, are you here to make fun of kids? Like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> he would come and laugh at me and just, like, make jokes all the time. And I was, like, that's weird. Like, I, I'm uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jason. What the heck was Jason? I, um, we,
1: didn't, I, we didn't spend much time with Jason.
0: Mm-mm, yeah.
1: Because he was with the boys.
0: He would come around every once in a while and just say like weird things.
1: Yeah, like just like strange stuff. And like then he just started laughing about random stuff. And I was like, I don't understand like what your deal is and it made me just feel uncomfortable. I was like, I don't understand you. Like, (laughs) do you like people?
0: (laughs) He likes to control people
1: yeah super controlling
0: um at what point in the program do you think you decided to comply with the rules or do you think maybe you kind of just went in not knowing what the rules were going to be
1: I think I always just like I don't know I I didn't care I was just kind of like okay whatever like I didn't have any issues with anything. Like, yeah, like, certain rules are really annoying. Yeah. And you're kind of just like, what, like, what the hell? Like, why, why do I have to ask you if I can sit down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, my feet hurt, not your feet don't hurt. <laughs> so why am I asking you if I can sit down? But it was, I don't know. But I just was like, okay, like, whatever. I, I've, I've, I'm not, like, a hard, I don't know. I'm not, like, crazy about, like, having issues with anybody what do you <laughs> so think I just, the like, biggest like, go with the flow and i was just like Okay,
0: whatever. you really were a go with the flow I think that's why I kind of like <laughs> hung out with you a, like the most I was like she's really like in the moment I think you were the most calm and like consistently like stable human yeah, I don't know <laughs> I was just
1: like okay like whatever yeah
0: that's, that's funny I that you say that didn't um, like bother me <laughs> well what, what do you think was the most like chal- maybe not challenging but what part of the program you didn't know or you didn't see coming that you were like whoa what the heck this is so weird um, so I think
1: the biggest issues that I had with it was the whole thing where they didn't want uh, residents to become close with each other they didn't want like like they didn't want you to rely on the other residents and I think that that wasn't I don't think that that's a good idea because you have a bunch of kids that don't trust people especially adults and you're putting them in situations where they have to listen to these weird ass rules that don't really make that much sense but like they can't and they can't even talk to somebody else so you're basically taking someone with issues like depression, anxiety, past trauma, PT, like PTSD, and you're putting them into basically isolation where they can't even have a conversation with someone their own age. They can only, you can only really talk to a therapist.
0: Yeah, that was weird not being able to talk to people. Might, like, you know, I had all of you guys that have been through so much and, you know, we could have related and we could have like kind of processed things together, but we were not given that privilege. Like we were not given the ability to like have a conversation unless it was about doing dishes in front of us staff um, and you had to
1: ask if you could if they could come and listen to you talking like me and you me and you would talk like we would like have like our sneaky conversations but me and you also got to a point where we could just like look at each other and have like a full-blown full conversation just with like eyes
0: yeah i feel like the staff kind of were like don't look at each other at one point because they knew that we could just kind of
1: yeah like me and each like, kind other of just laugh like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> Like, it's just like, I don't
0: know, like, we could just communicate. But like- <laughs> we just found things funny at the same time. We would see stuff happen and be like, He-he. Yeah, and then they would think that we were like
1: having a full-blown conversation about
0: something <laughs> Yeah, you know? and give us demerit. I just
1: looked at her and she laughed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not my fault. She got a funny face. She's always smirking. <laughs> what are you doing, Shelby? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we would we would definitely have like mini conversations i remember there was a moment at ironwood where there were too many girls and too many guys down at levels one and two so before you get sent up which is like a whole nother um like area in the program that you can go and it's once you're like level two and um, three and four. But basically, like, um, because they had too many girls in the bunks, they just didn't have enough room for us. So they got two girls who were levels two to go into an overflow room with a baby monitor. So it was just like, there was no staff <laughs> watching us, which was like, of, like for the first time, that was so cool. Like we were in our in the room and we kind of could just like see each other's faces when we were sleeping and just like like mou- mouth mouth to each or, other. Like, wait,
1: you're putting those two together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they knew that was a bad idea. Like, come on. Yeah, but
1: we like didn't really have. I don't, I, I think me and you were like the only purples so.
0: though. Yeah, we were the like everybody else was At that orange. Point, so they just had to they had to put us in there because only purple like only level two could be an overblow um and so we would just sit like face to face like at the night and just and be like good night shelby that was so sweet that was like what two weeks that lasted such a short period of time but
1: yeah 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 no that was that was
0: good those beds were also way comfier way comfier it was so cozy in there and just knowing that there wasn't a staff was gonna come walk in every five minutes that was nice
1: yeah I I loved Bonnie though.
0: Bonnie was great. Yeah, Bonnie was cool. She was like one of the night staff who um was just friendly. Just wasn't a bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like so I would like go to the bathroom
0: at night. Like we would just like talk. Um so when you got um taken to maine like did you think that ironwood was overall a helpful experience or do you think that um it left you with more trauma than you thought you would have you would have had going in
1: so i i definitely i would have been dead if i didn't go like that's like where i was right i was at a point where i was like if i didn't go somewhere i was gonna die like it wasn't even like an option for me anymore i was like it's it's like it's like doing this or well, that's it so so it did help in that sense um but like i I also like I don't know I became super like lenient about people treating me kind of shitty like you know what I mean like just kind of accepting the way that people talk to you Even though you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Like, I I got into an abusive relationship for four years until I eventually called the cops, right? So, like, all that stuff, it, like, messes with your head and you kind of are just like, maybe I deserve this stuff, right? Because you're kind of... And, like, when they would talk to you about your issues, it's kind of like, well, what did you do to cause it? You know what I mean? And it was just like, what... Did I do something? Like, when I was little, that caused all this other stuff to happen? Like, I don't know. I think it, like there's certain things that I think um, helped and there were certain things that didn't like if I didn't know I would have passed away 100% like no way no other option but also it kind of also messed me up because like a week after I left Ironwood I was assaulted so that so that kind of brought me into like this whole other headspace where I was like I thought I, I thought I was fine and everything was going great what happened? You know what I
0: mean? Yeah and Ironwood maybe didn't give you the proper tools to process and like deal with the trauma yeah. because <laughs> it didn't really taught you more it suppression taught
1: me to internalize things
0: more than i even was that was the big i think this is the most reoccurring theme with um everyone who's been on the podcast um regarding ironwood thus far is that they taught you to internalize thing and i things and i think that's one of the biggest challenges ironwood is facing is like you need to teach kids how to deal with anxiety and deal with triggers and process and emotions though and talk about things because when you're
1: put in a situation where it's kind of like you're not allowed to talk to these people so be quiet these people like that you could possibly relate to you can't talk to them right and you can't and it's like and if you you can't talk to like a staff member that much, like I would sometimes when I would get into like a really like dark headspace, I would have some staff that I was close to pull me aside and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" But then there were staff that didn't care, and you and it's like and I didn't want to go up and tell you I'm having a rough time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of was just, like, it made you, like, just be like, okay, I guess I'm dealing with it all by myself. And I'll just keep shoving more and more and more stuff down. But the issue with that is eventually it's going to
0: explode. I think a lot of kids, is, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I do think that Ironwood builds you up, builds you up, builds you up to, like, teaching you to suppress everything and that you're okay and have this hard outer shell. And then once you get out into the real world, the shell isn't very strong. Um, you just... You know, experienced however many months of internalizing whatever you were going through, plus whatever you were going there for. And then, you know you're literally just a a bomb ready to explode at some point you know whatever next thing happens whatever thing's thrown at you that that destroys whatever you think you've built up because you were at Ironwood it's destroyed and that is like not a healthy place to be mentally
1: Especially especially when you first get out of Ironwood if something bad happens when you get out within the first couple months it's just like you just feel like everything you've done has just been tarnished because they don't tell you how to deal with it by yourself or even how, how to communicate it because mo- like I, I didn't communicate any of my crap with anybody before I went and then I went there and I still
0: did do you think the therapists there like we so I know we did um have dbt classes and we had a few yeah, um like therapists. You didn't
1: even talk about anything that actually mattered. Like, the way that they did it, like, just because it because it was group therapy, they didn't want to go into, like, serious stuff. And it's like, you have to because you're dealing with kids that have that are having serious stuff. Like, you need, like, you, they can't, like, they, they didn't want to trigger other people. But it's like, you have to, t- like, it, it, you have to. Like, I don't, I didn't understand it. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the point of going to these therapies if you're not actually doing anything that's doing anything positive for you?
0: Do you think that the family therapy received and the, the weekly therapy you received was helpful
1: so so mine was a little bit weird so my parents are divorced right and so and my dad never wanted to do it so i always was doing it with my mom and my therapist was like well we need to do it with your dad so we can move it so we can continue on and he just wouldn't do it so i got like in this like weird like spot where like they didn't know if i should move up levels or not because i couldn't deal with certain things but I wasn't even, it wasn't even my fault. So, like, family therapy for me was super complicated.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Like, I, I heard like, I, like
1: sent my coming clean letter to my dad in the mail.
0: Can you um explain what coming clean letters are? Because I don't think some people would know what that means.
1: So, we had to write, like, a paper on, like, every single thing that you basically did wrong or that happened to you in a letter. Mine was, like, 11 of those, like, giant yellow pages, like, from that, right? So I had to, like, read it to my mom, and then, like, my dad wouldn't come and wouldn't do the, the video chats or anything, so I had to, like, send it to him in the mail, so.
0: God, I... I this... See, it's stuff like that that is so triggering. I just had to like disassociate for a second because I forgot what a coming clean letter was and I just remembered it. And I don't even remember what I wrote in it. All I remember is like disclosing.
1: I know I I didn't write half of it. like i know i was just like i wrote like the simplest stuff because i was like i don't even like i didn't i didn't tell my therapist half the stuff that i went you know what i mean Because so i was just like i don't want to and i'm not comfortable but here here's enough little eggshells for you that you'll be able to maybe figure something out
0: <laughs> yeah i never felt comfortable with my therapist there and i think that's like a really interesting thing as well that you're not able to like choose your therapist um because I think yeah, it's really important.
1: I, was never comfortable. Like, I just kind of felt like, I don't know, like weird. like
0: Yeah, you're just assigned like, a random you therapist. You not talk
1: to anybody else but your therapist. So if you don't like your therapist,
0: you're just like, hey. Yep, I didn't. I spent <laughs> the first four months of every single week, the four months of every week, like not saying one word in every therapy session I went to. Like we would just sit in the room with silence and it was so awkward and horrible until like I just had to move up at some point. So yeah. It's just not fun, like t- being forced to speak to someone that you don't know that you're like assigned it's so weird
1: yeah the, I don't know the whole thing is strange and like it's also like your are therap- like you need a connection with a therapist like I've gone to so many therapists in my life like so many and most of them I only see once because it's just like I just I don't feel comfortable talking to you like it's just I don't know I feel weird I had one therapist that told me my life is like a drama show and <laughs> I just like that does not make me
0: Feel good yeah what I'm
1: talking to you at all why would you say that to me
0: oh my goodness bound geez um right? did you have a code adam or so
1: i didn't my code adam story is your code adam
0: story
1: <laughs> i never ran because i'm slow <laughs> <laughs> you actually say life. that to me a couple of times and i was like Isn't that... i'm just gonna get like tagging <laughs> And
0: I'm just going to be in pain, so there's no (laughs) point. Yeah, so Shelby recently disclosed to me that, um, so my code, Adam, when I I tried to run, it was a suicide attempt. And I had already told staff previously that I was feeling suicidal and that I was not feeling safe and that I had plans or whatever in my own head. And the staff at the time kind of were just like, like they kind of just kind of like shrugged it off and were like, okay, you can write a thing about it and like we'll like read it out loud and we'll burn it and then we can just go on with our day. And that was what, how they dealt, like dealt with me saying that I was feeling suicidal. And That's
1: ridiculous too. Like that's just... uh,
0: I obviously like didn't tell any of the residents we're not allowed to speak to each other. So Shelby recently disclosed to me that like they thought that she knew or had information on like what I was planning to do that day which was a very random situation where we had a staff who was new um, I wanted to throw away a banana peel in the fire she was like no you need to throw it away inside inside I wasn't allowed because they were cooking with knives and she was a new staff didn't think didn't know about my suicidalness whatever maybe she didn't think about it cuz she was trying to be you know you know good about the rules and that was my moment where I stole a knife and ran away and they thought that I had known this plan or, like, they thought that I, I had told someone this plan. I was plan. sitting
1: there when you did it. And I remembered, like, I, would, I, was, I was looking at you and you were looking at the garbage can. But then you were then I saw your eyes just glance at night and you were doing that a few times. And I was calling your name. I was like, Julia. And you, like, you just weren't listening. Like, you didn't hear anything. And then I, in, like, a split second, you ran out the door. And I remember walking to the edge of the door with, I think it was with Jess. And, and i was like flipping out and i was like yelling i was like she has a knife no one was listening and i was like panicking and then everything just went into like tunnel vision like i didn't even know what was happening anymore it was kind of like i was underwater like i didn't know what to do like i couldn't go after you but no one was also no staff was listening to me right because if i ran again i'm little i'm short and i got stubby legs and i wasn't going to get very far and like i was just like this is insane like why isn't anyone listening to me
0: I think it's just crazy that um, it's been 10 years or something like that. Almost, yeah. almost 10 years since this incident occurred and we were not allowed to speak about it afterwards like nobody was they allowed sent, to talk about it they sent
1: me up to the farmhouse the day you got back and I shouldn't have even gone up to the farmhouse my 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 second level folder wasn't even done yet
0: yeah that was fucked up and they so.
1: set me up because you got back so I remember walking by you while you were on reflection and you're crying and you're saying that you're sorry and I had to walk by I just stopped halfway up the hill I like have like a mental breakdown I was like bawling my eyes out and I was like I gotta keep going because they're gonna think I like ran into the woods on my way up this hill <laughs> and I was like having like a panic attack I was like this is awful like why the fuck are they doing this to, to both of us basically yeah. because you're crying in this in the gazebo thing and I'm like walking by you and everyone's like oh my god this is great and I'm sitting there and I was like this is the worst thing ever like why are you doing this
0: yeah that was like, so I need mad to be going up there right now that was so mean like They really had her, like, pack up all her stuff. Like, I had just came back from the hospital, like, and they just put me out in the cold and then had her like my best friend at the time like at the in the program like the only person i got on with and just had her pack up her stuff and like walk in front of me with all her stuff and like leave and i couldn't say goodbye or hug her or anything
1: yeah i had to just like walk by you and i was like so upset and i i didn't even i wasn't even allowed to see you like it was like right in the morning like you had first gone up gone out there they literally came into the bunk and they were just like you're gonna go up now and i was like what, what do you like what, what do you mean i'm going up now and i didn't even know you were there so i was and i walked out and i literally just paused and i looked over and i was like what the actual hell is happening right now like why are you doing this like this is insane
0: can you can you talk a bit more about what you were telling me earlier about how the staff kind of
1: so after after everything with you happened I, i i was like bawling my eyes out i was like panicking i didn't know what was happening no one would tell us what happened either so we're all like freaking out i get called up to go to the to one of the yurts where like, I think it was like the school, like where we did school or something. And I don't even remember who was in the room with me. And everyone was just like, well, did you know? We should've, you should have spoken to us about it so we could have prevented this. And I'm sitting there and I was like, did I do it? Like, is this, like, sh- like, should I have known? Like, you're talking to, like, I, like, I've been someone who had suicide attempts, right? I know what that headspace is like. And I know that, that no one could actually talk you out of it. If that's what you want to do, no one can do anything about it. But at the same time, I'm sitting there and I was like, could I have, could I have actually done something? And I was panicking. And everyone was kind of just like making me feel like it was I. I, There was more I could do and I was just like what What should I have done and like no one like was and I didn't even talk back to anybody I was just like in like this weird tunnel where it was like I didn't even know what was happening anymore you know it was just like I don't know it was a really I started like I, I remember just like sitting in the bunk like on the floor just like in a ball like I didn't know what was happening and no one and no one would give us an update
0: yeah that that. I mean... so,
1: all, so all I saw was, was my friend running into the woods with a knife that's all I saw and then I never heard anything again
0: yeah and i I'm so sorry I traumatized everyone like that. Like I feel bad, but like,
1: no, no, you don't need to be sorry.
0: It's just so I fucked up that, the they that they blamed you. That was
1: really 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 fucked up.
0: They just didn't because, even give us.
1: You can literally see all these girls breaking down over their friend, and your whole thing is we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. So just like basically
0: it was kind of like they wanted to pretend it never happened yeah and so shelby went up to the farmhouse and then i was you know put on reflection basically isolation for a few days and then once i was allowed back in the girls group we just didn't talk about it like a few of the girls um like they would give me really sympathetic looks and kind of like look at me and be like are you okay and just it was all body language so like obviously like you know when you're like really close with someone and you can kind of just like look at them and like do like shrugs and do like you know, those body things that say, yes, I'm fine, everything you know, that's what our communication was at that point. Yep. And like, we would get demerited for that. The
1: next time I saw you was maybe even like a month later. Uh, we were at the totem pole.
0: Yeah, fuck. That was...
1: And like, I saw you and I literally like debated it for like a second. I was like, am I going to hug her? Am I going to do it? <laughs> I was just like, you
0: know what? Fuck it. And I just like ran over and hugged you. Oh, mm, I do
1: remember And all that. the staff were like, no physical contact. And I was like, I don't care. And then we were both crying and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, and then I had to write like the paper on why physical contact is bad. <laughs> was
0: yeah. Like, what the heck? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I was just like... I, I, if, so, if someone almost dies, I don't think it's a bad
0: thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, like, pretty, it's pretty it's pretty horrible hard. to hug someone after they've almost tried to kill themselves and then you were separated from them for a month like, and didn't get to like yeah, have like, any contact with them afterwards. Like, I, I
1: didn't understand why. That, and, everyone, and everyone was like, I feel like like this staff let us for like a second. And then after like a second pass, I was like gripping you. I was like, I'm not
0: letting go. <laughs> That was fucked and up. And they were
1: like, okay, okay, that's enough, that's enough. And like, like yelling, and I was like, no, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, ugh. I don't, me
0: out, man. yeah what the fuck
1: that like was mental like I, I still like to this day I can't believe the way that that situation was handled like I still can't get over it like it was so messed up the way that, that like anyone even dealt with that like I was like like, what are you doing Like, you're dealing with kids that have issues and yet you're giving them more issues <laughs> Like I don't understand.
0: It's ridiculous, honestly. Um, yeah, that was that was one of the most traumatic I think experiences there for me. But I also me think too. I experienced I tra- traumatized like that whole generation because they weren't allowed to talk about it, and they it was just like you know I'm sure yeah, that, I'm sure it, that if,
1: if it became something that was a, that we were that we could actually talk about, it wouldn't have been so so traumatic for everybody. And if the staff were actually giving us information on what was happening, it wouldn't have been that bad. But they kind of just like pretended it didn't happen and it was like and it happened like the day before and no one knew if you were even okay and I'm sitting there and I was like asking people and they are like, We can't talk about that. And I was like, what do you mean you can't talk about it? Like 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 what's like what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like it's like I need to know. Like
0: Yeah. I just I was, feel like that was
1: insane. Was... Like I that was probably like the way that that was that was the worst option out of any way to handle a situation like that the way that they did it was horrible that's not something you can pretend doesn't happen
0: yeah it just to pretend that like when i came back in that group it was so it was so weird Because I just experienced like a whole like, cause I was gone for three to four days in like the hospital. Then I had to go to a psych ward, and so like that experience was like a whole nother thing that I couldn't talk about with anyone. And then when I got back,
1: yeah, I didn't even know about that.
0: Yeah, so it was like I was gone. A
1: couple months later, when I think when I came to visit
0: you, yeah, and then we were able to talk, but we were
1: talking about actual
0: stuff for
1: like the first time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. We actually Shelby came to visit me for my sixteenth birthday. Um, When I got, when we were both home from Ironwood and we literally just stayed up like for hours and just like chatted about like Ironwood things that we weren't ever able to chat about or could just, just the phone calls weren't enough, you know, it was crazy. Um, And then you came here, you know? Yeah, that was fun. I have to come (laughs) back. I'll have to come back because that was a good time. I really like Toronto. Toronto, yeah.
1: Toronto is like not for the week (laughs) There's some crazy people
0: in Toronto. You prepared me for Philly, honestly. Like... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you went to Philly
1: now. Yeah, yeah, the crazy clock lady
0: got you on. <laughs> 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 wow. So, yeah, me and Shelby, so we actually had a couple of really cool stories, like little memories at the um program we went to there was a parent weekend i think it was like our first parent weekend right that we got all to, got to go together and go out no that was um
1: i think we were both green and like my my mom and my brother and your parents and your sister
0: I think yeah we were we all, all green yeah we all got to go out that was so that was like so shelby and i because we were like in the program around the same months like we kind of just um progressed around the same times and then when we were level three we got to go on a family like um well the, our families came to the program to visit us and we got to go off campus and have dinner and just just being able to eat like seafood with with Shelby like outside of this program it was it was amazing we were like we get to have to, it was so fun to like get yeah, ice cream I mean, with you, were, you. Like, so stoked. Oh, like, it was so cool we we're like, having... we can, like
1: whatever we want (laughs) but if we don't finish our food that's fine great
0: (laughs) just that little bit of normalcy i was so fun i was just so happy like in that moment did you did i do you graduate before me or
1: no you graduate for me i was supposed to graduate before you my dad wouldn't let me graduate ironwood until i graduated high school Remember, they pushed
0: my date oh my god yeah that was crazy what the heck
1: (laughs) Ridiculous. and then both my parents
0: almost didn't come yeah what the fuck do you still that talk to your dad came, like or? a whole
1: other thing <laughs> so still- like same thing sound almost had to like bring me home <laughs> it's like,
0: oh my god oh my it's god such a mess well thank you so much for being on our podcast today shelby it's been such a pleasure sharing the stories and catching up <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah, this was great. I'm really happy you're doing this stuff.
0: Thanks, dude. I really feel like this is becoming something I feel like um, I'm hoping that parents are listening to this and joining the conversation because I feel like there's a lot of parents out there that this will help and be useful for um, just to start conversations and have them because you can't suppress it all the time. You gotta open that door. Yeah, you gotta let your kids in and... Have the conversations. Be real.
1: I know a lot of kids also they don't want to talk to their parents about this stuff
0: either. Yeah, right.
1: Like because it's like you don't you also don't want your parents to feel bad for putting you in this in these situations because they didn't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's not the goal of the situation. I think that there's a lot of parents who didn't know what was going on, and like we didn't tell you what was going on because we were taught that it was nothing going on. So um yeah, I feel yeah, like Yeah, but
1: then it's kind of like you get older and you're like, holy shit, that was actually really fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like I don't understand how I didn't realize that, that was so, such a disaster. But it's also you were in a situation, like when you're like a teenager and you have and you have issues, when you're put in situations like that, it's kind of like, okay, this is this is I guess what they call structure. But in reality it really wasn't, it was kind of a fucked up way to structure anything.
0: I agree. Well, I definitely I've heard, you know, from a couple kids who've graduated recently that Ironwood is changing a few things. Um, And I'm not like, I'm it's nothing to get excited over. Like, so from what I've heard, you don't have to earn a mattress anymore. And, and from what i've heard you don't they don't give out punishments like demerits um and meaningless punishments in levels one and two as much as they used to however like that doesn't take away from the fact that you're like still not able to talk to anyone um and you're still given like not given the option of therapy and taught to suppress everything so the three things that are like really (laughs) one of the most important like you know that's not changing yet so we gotta like Still keep having these conversations and hopefully these places either get shut down or parents know what is going on behind closed doors. Or
1: just at least like having these places actually understand what, what the kids have felt while yeah. they were there and kind of morph it into something for, for the kids instead of what they're doing.
0: Yeah, teach kids about what anxiety is. Teach kids about how to like handle depression and like by eating foods they like, not by taking away their salad dressing because it's ridiculous. Come on.
1: (laughs) Um. Or making them eat oatmeal that's salty.
0: Yeah, because you're trying to like prove a point.